Back, it's been 10 years since Sachin Tendulkar bid farewell to international cricket, leaving us all with tears in our eyes. Sachin remains perhaps India's favourite son, a cricketer who we grew up watching. Sachin's success was our success, his failures were on our shoulders as well. Besides anything else, Sachin was and remains a brilliant human being, a true inspiration. So, we're talking about the man himself, Sachin Tendulkar. Sharda Ugra and Sunandan Dele join me and Brett Lee will be joining us uh, in a little while from now. Sharda, what does Sachin Tendulkar mean to you? Uh, just uh, sort of the, the, the my, my career started with his career. That's the joke I always make. Uh, he he went uh, sort of skyward. He's a star. No, I think uh, in, in complete seriousness, uh, he was in the 90s and the and 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 the first decade of the 2000s. Uh, he was the central figure around Indian cricket, a very very important, very influential cricketer and a cricketer of great uh, quality. And um, what is even more astonishing is given the gifts that he had. Uh, is the fact that he happened to be a team man. I mean, he could have become a diva. He could have thrown fit, you know, tantrums in the dressing room. And I don't think we uh, really appreciate um, uh, that kind of part that he played along with being an exceptional cricketer of, uh, uh, you know, everyone who's played alongside him, with him, against him, said that uh, this there was actually a genius at work. And along with the genius, he was like an everyday genius um, even in how he conducted himself in the dressing room. and, and, and Sharda, what is an everyday genius? Anyhow. <laughs> an everyday genius is the non-diva kind of a thing. I could start taking players' names who were divas and who created and, and, and destroyed teams as they went along. And there were plenty of those in the 80s and 90s. And that's but that's why he was an everyman and an everyday genius. Surandan Lele, you've been very close to Sachin. Um, let's not talk about cricket. Tell us about Sachin, the human being. Because I think... In as much as we love his cricket, he's a wonderful person. Vishnu, you are absolutely right because he's a great cricketer and an outstanding human being. Me and uh, Sharda knows that for sure. Uh, once I asked this question to Rahul Dravid, Rahul Dravid told me whatever he has performed on the ground is one thing. But the way he himself conducted in the dressing room, that spelled magic because he was so calm. He was so quiet and normal. That Indian dressing room, which they call it as their second home, it was very, very pristinely clear, nice and atmosphere in the dressing room was very good. And that created magic for the Indian team. So outstanding human Sharda was spot on. He's a brilliant team man. Uh, Andrew Miller, the UK editor of ESPN Creek Info, is with us, as also Ratna Kershetti, the former general manager of the BCCI. Andrew, we are talking about Sachin, the human being, first, and then we are talking about Sachin, the cricketer. Do you have any thoughts about Sachin, the human being, the way he's conducted himself, the way he's been humble? For example, I, I just found that, you know, I mean, his reaction to being called by Donald Bradman as, you know, he, he sort of seems to be a little bit like the way I batted. His reaction, humility, the way he responded to that, and that's it just it's just a part of his personality that we've all loved. Is there anything that you liked about about Sachin the human? Well, my funny enough, the first time I saw Sachin in the flesh was also the very first time I went to a test match. I was age twelve and he was seventeen, but obviously he was a very young seventeen. And uh, you know, I, I remember vividly because it was the Oval Test in nineteen ninety. And so that was the very first game after he made his century. So you know, everybody knew that this guy was going to be good, but I don't think anyone had quite realised, you know, having seen that century to save that game and the manner in which he scored and all the rest of it, all of, all of a sudden, almost overnight, I think he 
experienced a new level of fame. He, clearly, in India, everyone knew he was the coming kid, but now suddenly he had this hundred and he was incredible. I remember him coming down the steps at the dressing room in the Oval, and there were a load of aut autograph hunters packed around, myself included. And I remember, I saw, I swear, I saw straight into his soul. He was, he was, came around the corner and went, oh my God, he's never seen so many people before in his life, all hankering after a piece of him. And, you know, he was, he was tiny. We all remember him as, as, as that teenager. And I just, I remember being in absolute awe of him, um, even at age 17. And funny, funny enough, the, the story got even sillier because I was, I was there with my, my cricket bat. I've got it here, actually. First cricket, first cricket bat I ever had. I got it signed by most of the team. But the, the pen that I used for him and Kapil Dev, of the two, the two great players I really wanted from the Indian team, it didn't work. So, um, yeah, I, got, I, got a, I had a, for many years a great scratch on the, uh, on the wood. Um, but, uh, yeah, no, no actual imprint of, of Sachin uh, from that moment. <laughs> Ratnakar Shetty, tell us a story about Sachin. Not about his cricket. Tell us about something else about him. Yeah, I'm very happy you're asking me to talk about other than cricket. And for me, I think having seen him from his school days till he retired as an international cricketer, uh, a couple of things that I always admired in him was his self-discipline, uh, his respect for the game and the equipments that he used, his respect for his coach and uh, unstinted love for Mumbai cricket and Indian cricket. And, and and I don't I have not seen uh, something of that type because uh, he wouldn't like to miss any games. You know he had gone to Pakistan for the uh, where he made his debut. When he came back, his college was uh, had reached the finals of the intercollegiate tournament, and he wanted to play that final after coming back from Pakistan. The opposing team was not uh, favorable to his playing because they said that his name was not in the list of players. But uh, we allowed him to play. He scored a double hundred, <laughs> and I still remember, you know, for every uh, every day of that three-day game, Achrekar sir used to take him on his scooter at lunchtime to Garware clubhouse and bring him back to the game. That was the relation. Uh, you know, he had with his coach. And I feel that that played a, a major role in uh, what he went on to become. Uh, I think every accolade that he has earned, he fully deserved that because of the factors uh, surrounding him. Sharda, uh, I think um, we just don't talk about the, the enormous weight of expectation which he shouldered for so many decades. It would drive anybody crazy, absolutely. It didn't drive him crazy at all, uh, but it's something obviously which he had to deal with, to, to deal with all his all his professional career. The expectation of a billion people—it's unreal. Yeah, it was absolutely crazy. You know, I think people uh, who were teenagers who grew up like I was in my twenties in the nineteen nineties, and uh, all of us who who were there at that time, and we just saw the attention and and the pressure that was on him. And every time you talk to him about it, literally, like he 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 was. Uh, shut off from the world in many ways, uh, but when you saw him in 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 the middle, it was like there was no pressure at all. You know, he he always said that uh, he said it's not pressure. I think it lifts me rather than it it bears down on me. Off the field, it was obviously tougher, but on the field, it was like he almost reveled in it and he got a lot of energy out of it and and he responded in that way. And I think we also forget that he was a 
uh, a tremendous competitor. He loved competing, and he said, "I I interviewed him once, and he said the only people I I, I can bear losing to are my children." So he was that kind. He was that kind of a of a competitor, and we forget that. You know, we we forget his competitiveness, uh, which I think came out particularly when he when he used to bowl. Every spell he bowled, it was like a little piece of entertainment, and in, in the sense he was there getting stuck in uh, to try and get the batsman out, and and he he claimed a huge number of wickets for India. I think two hundred, close to two hundred. Um, so a, ter- a tremendous competitor who loved being being on the field. Was what made him, uh, you know, the person he was. It, it it showed you the true person that he was. Andrew, Sachin ultimately became not just an, you know, I mean, not just an Indian hero or an Indian icon. He was loved, and I use that word deliberately throughout the world. In in England, in Australia, the fact that you have a Lara Tendulkar stand in Australia now, uh, the fact that he was he was considered gold uh, in the United in England, where he played extensively. He played club cricket as well. Uh, how was he um, so loved for what he was, not just in India but around the world? It's a very good question. I, I think it's I think it's because we just saw him grow up. I think obviously it was it was much more obvious for India, you know, the first the first sort of TV icon to to really grow up on on, on screen, I suppose, for for the Indian audience. But we got that as well. You know, in those days, Test cricket was still the big deal. And him growing up through the ranks of Test cricket and being as good as we always thought he could be, I think that was just a captivating part of the story. You know, you look at all these under-19 kids who starlets who can win World Cups and and look like they're going to be the next big thing, but how many of them ever go on to genuinely great things? Very few. And in fact, you know, Tendulkar was earmarked from such a young age, and in the end, 200 Tests later, he he just he lives up to every every ounce of the expectation that could ever have been put on him. It, it's an incredible story. And just in terms of him being loved in England, uh, I mean, again, having been there for his first tour in 1990, I was back in uh, back at Lord's uh, for the 2011, uh, the memorable memorable match, the 2000th test, um, when it went into that final day with all four results possible and the queues around the ground for people to get in. Bear in mind, the fifth day at Lord's, it, it's a ticket only, so first come, first serve on the gates. And the queues going down the Wellington Road, we had not seen anything like it in English in English cricket. And that was entirely the Tendulkar factor. Obviously, that was a match for India as a whole to win. But the fact that Tendulkar could have got, I think it was, it would have been his 100th 100 as well, wouldn't it, if he, if he got there? Uh, so everything was, was building towards that moment. He didn't get there on that occasion. But the very fact that Tendulkar was in the building, probably for the last time, um, we came out en masse. To worship him, frankly, because uh, you know we'd 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 watch the journey like everyone else. I I got a chance to watch his last Test innings in Delhi. Uh, it was just unbelievable, just the crowd support over there. Ratnakar Shetty, um, you know, how did we as a generation of Indians sort of uh, enjoy life when Sachin did well, and then felt sad when Sachin did badly? It's uh, it's almost that his 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 joy and his sadness was our sadness and our joy. It's true. I think uh, uh, I would put it a bit more generally that uh, the aspirations of Indians goes up and down with the performance of Indian cricket team most of the times. Particularly if you are playing Pakistan, it is more. And uh, as far as a person is concerned, I think. Everybody was waiting for him to do well, praying for him to get a hundred. You know th- that that's the kind of relation that he developed with with the fans, 
all over India and abroad, as you rightly said, because on the tour of Pakistan in 2004, on the very first day where we landed in uh, Lahore, uh, at the hotel when we were having dinner, there was a line of uh, youngsters to take his autograph. It was something which was a surprise for me. And uh, his popularity, therefore, uh, irrespective of whichever country uh, where he goes to play, was the same. He was adored, actually. Surandan, is it true that uh, ghee, roti and chini was uh, was his go-to meal? Yeah, yeah. Uh, given an option, Vishnu, he was an uh, out-and-out non-vegetarian. But let me narrate you one story which will bring out uh, something humorous for all of us. Uh, we were traveling from Mumbai to Nasik one day and in car we were four of us. Sachin was driving himself. Uh, Atul uh, Ranade, his uh, schoolmate, and Vinod Naidu and myself. We were traveling from Mumbai to Nasik. And uh, Nasik was just nearing by and we were standing at the signal because uh, signal has gone red. And one couple uh, was just standing just next to Sachin. And uh, if you observe that if uh, an Indian woman is wearing a sari and sitting on a scooter, she will be sitting on one side and yes. her husband was on the front side. And Sachin just told me, Surandan, maza dekhle. And the moment that red signal gone yellow, he just opened his car window. Sachin's <laughs> face and that lady's face was just this distance. And he just said, Namaste. And that woman had gone mad and she was screaming in her husband's ear like, like mad. And all of us started laughing. Oh my God, I cannot forget these type of incidences. <laughs> that is absolutely incredible. Look, it's been wonderful speaking to you.